podcast and this is a special bonus edition. This episode is all about what is a content strategy and um, it goes alongside a blog that I've written. So you can listen to this episode, you can go to the blog and um, there'll be a nice thing for you to download from there. If you really want to get to the heart of what is a content strategy and I'm kind of really pushing in this bonus episode that you need to create a content strategy before you even start scattergunning the internet with all your lovely content. So it's a bit of a longer episode than usual. It is a bonus episode. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Please do let me know. So hey, um, if you have an online business, and I'm assuming you do because you're listening to this podcast, then you need a content strategy. But what actually is a content strategy? And what does that look like in today's marketplace? Because it seems like over the past couple of years, like first of all, we've had the pandemic. So everyone has taken everything online. And there's, you know, it was crowded anyway online. And now it's just nuts. And over the space of the past year or so, we've seen the introduction of Reels, Fleets, which I think have now died, Stories, Pinterest have Stories, except they're called Idea Pins. Um, Instagram just threw all their toys out of the pram and said they are now a video sharing platform and not a photo sharing platform. And yeah, and everyone's doing newsletters, everyone seems to have a lead magnet, there's PDFs coming out of everywhere and just like seriously it's just it's changed so much so the 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 kind of information and the ideas of what your content strategy looked like a couple of years ago is probably going to look a heck of a lot different to what it does now but I'm saying this with a like a caveat the principles behind content marketing have stayed the same and they're very much the principles at the core of any sort of marketing your business and I'll come to them later so I just want to talk a little bit first about what content marketing is um and if you're like oh my goodness this is going to be such a long episode is it going to be relevant for me I'm just going to quickly go through what this episode's going to include so it's going to include the difference between what is a content strategy and what is a content plan. So you're not getting confused and saying, well, I've already got a content strategy, but actually we've got is a very extensive content plan. I'm going to talk about why you need to understand your goal and why you need to be clear on the steps you need to get to your goal. And I'm also going to look at the tools that you have available to you and my favourite subject, the data. What does the data say? Plus how you can improve on what's been done before. And and then I'm going to chat about, you know, what what you're not going to do, because what you're not going to do is, is equally as important as what you're going to do if you want to be clear about things. Um, and then I'm going to talk about, you know, your, your brand and your customer and how they fit into the content strategy, what the difference is between a launch strategy and your longer term strategy, and then what does a content strategy look like? So that's a lot. This will not be a 10-minute episode. This will be much longer. I'm already like four minutes into it anyway. So content marketing, it's so much more than producing a blog a week and sticking it out there on your social media and then encouraging people to sign up to your newsletter. That used to be a quite reasonable way of marketing your business online. 
and there is so much out there that says create a blog a week that's your main piece of content from that create your social media from that get everyone to sign up to your mailing list and that would have been fine three or four years ago it's not fine now and also I think it's a hugely massive waste of your time and will make you feel overwhelmed so if you are following the create a blog a week for your site advice just stop and think about whether or not that is right for you I can't say just stop because I don't know you and I don't know your business so I don't know if that as a strategy is actually the right thing that you should do I suspect it probably isn't and there's better things to do but you know it it may well be the right thing for your business so I can't say either way because I'm just a voice in your ear right now um but this kind of brings me to you know what is the difference between a content strategy and a content plan and it's important to understand this when you're creating a content strategy because what I see is people will make a really pretty content calendar set out all the things they need to do to create the content and when it's going to go out and they'll spend lots of time doing this and you know that's all planned out and it looks beautiful and as long as you do it that's great but kind of all you're doing is planning content and pushing out content and that's not a strategy they're not the same thing a strategy is that bigger thinking it's you know it's the plan of how you are going to reach your goal it's the steps you're going to take so I'm afraid I'm going to use a very well-worn analogy here of your content strategy is a map. So you can choose, you've got your starting point on the map. You've got your X marks, the spot, you know where you're going. And you can choose several different routes. You might want to take a boat and go over the sea and take a shortcut. You might want to go through the woods. You might want to go over the mountains and have some pretty views. There's going to be routes that are filled with problems and blockages there's going to be routes that send you off on tangents in different directions you may even have a little maze in there but they this map this start to finish map this is your content strategy and like the things that get in your way the things you haven't planned for but if you've got if you know where you're going and you know which way you need to get there then you just keep plodding on and taking those steps I'm having a whole lot of the rings vision of a map here in my head sort of like planning to go to Mordor and yeah so if if you like stuff like that see it as, as one of one of those maps of where you get to but the map needs to take you to an, the spot of your goal if you think back to and I mean storytelling this is really uh, if you think back to um all those key stories of the the hero being sent on this challenge that they must fulfill they know where they've got to head they just don't know what's going to hit they know the route they know what they're going to get to they just don't know the problems that are in the way they don't know the orcs and the giants and the, the smeagles that are all in the way um but you need to know you need to know where you're going but you also need to know where you're starting as well. So when you're creating a content strategy, start start with your goal, start with your end point, you know where you need to get to. And you might have several smaller goals on the way. I'm not going to go back into a Lord of the Rings map analogy here. I think that one's been done to death. But you might have smaller goals along the way. Um, 
And that's okay to have smaller goals along the way to your bigger goal. But as long as you know that what that end thing is, that thing you're focusing on reaching right now, that's the bit you need to be figuring out and what the smaller goals are that take you there. And I just want to say this as well, that your goal doesn't need to be a financial goal. It could be improving the lives of others. It could be creating some sort of amazing transformation. Your goal could be to quit your job and take something full-time. Your goal could be um, to have the freedom to take your business wherever you want it to be. It could be to work a four-day week and hang out with your kids. It Your goal could be to pay off your mortgage and retire early. Your goal could be to not work. It doesn't need to be financial, but let's face it, having a financial goal is pretty much what most people will have because it's something concrete. It can be measured with data and, you know, you, you need money to live, you need money to pay the bills, you need money to have, have that freedom and I never used to set a financial goal because I was like, oh, it's not about the money, it's about the enjoyment. And it totally is. It's totally about the enjoyment for me. But I've got a, you know, I've got bills to pay, I've got kids to raise, I've got a family, and that needs money to do stuff. Money brings freedom, but it's not the, the main core of, you know, my. I don't enjoy the money side of it, I enjoy the, the work side of it. Anyway, we're getting to deep stuff there. But... Your goal might well be to get a certain number of clients or to sell X amount of new products at a launch, and I'm going to go into launch strategy later, or it might well be to, to hit that financial goal. Um, but whatever it is, know what the goal is. And then what I want you to do is start at the end and work your way backwards. So, for example, if your goal is to turn over 100k, then you need to know how many products or services you need to sell to reach that goal. And if you know that, you need to know how many potential clients. Like, say you've got a 10K service, then you need to sell 10 of them, which is one a month and take a couple of months off. That you need to know who those 10 clients are and build their trust with you and the steps you need to reach out and find them. You need to start at the end and work your way back to where you are right now. So where you are right now is going to be different depending on where you are in your business. It may be that you have these 10 clients already on your mailing list. Maybe you have, maybe you just need 10 more just in case so you've got 50% success rate, who knows. But it, you might have a product-based business and you're selling, I don't know, £10 to £50 products. In which case, the beginning of your journey looks very different because you might be at the very start, you might have just not even had a website yet. So your journey might be completely different and you need to start by getting people to find you. So you need to, for your content strategy, outline all the steps you need to take to get to your goal. For example, you might want to do a speaking gig or a podcast so that people hear about you. You might want to create some SEO content so people can search for you and find you. Or you might want to do something else entirely. But before you like set this in stone, before you go, right, this is the path I want to take, there's some things you need 
to take into consideration. And the first of those is the tools you have already. So you might already, if you're further along this goal, if you've been around for a couple of years, you might already have a lot of content ready to use. And so what's needed now in your content strategy is to make that stuff work harder. So your first step might be to do a content audit and then make some strategic decisions on how you make this existing content better. Or you might have been building your audience already, you don't have a website, but you've got some Instagram followers. And so you've already posted a lot on social media, you've already posted a lot on different platforms. And you know what, some of this can be recycled, you can you know, reuse this, you can leverage those followers on your chosen platform and your next step might be to create a lead magnet so you get the followers to sign up to your newsletter. Likewise, if you've got a whole heap of newsletters that you've written over the years, why let them sit there and fester on your MailChimp or your active campaign? How many can be edited and reposted as social media or as blog content or as a video or as a podcast? You've written it, don't let it go to waste, reuse it, see, see what you've got there. And if you don't have oodles of content already, work out what you feel most comfortable in doing when you communicate to people. Is it video? Is it podcasting? Is it right? Do you know what mine used to be? I, I would never have dreamed of doing a podcast. The thought of having my voice online and being out there like this was just anathema to me. But actually, I really enjoy it. And, and before my my most favoured method of communication was to write a blog and then hide under my blanket and hope nobody read it. So, um, so it changes over time. But do you know what? You need to feel comfortable with whatever your means of communication is and you need to know that you can do it consistently. And I want to be clear here. When I say consistently, I don't mean constantly. I don't mean you have to do this every single week, every single day. You need to just do it consistently. And you need to be willing to improve as you go. You need to be willing to take on feedback and learn from it. The next consideration, consideration number two, is what does the data say? So you want to know that your efforts are going to be put in the right place when you're creating your content strategy. You can totally guess where your ideal client is and you can totally guess what um, they want to hear or you can look at the data and it will tell you. If your content strategy needs to deliver a certain message or sell a particular service that solves a problem, then the data can tell you what your audience wants to know. Data that's totally free online can tell you what you want to know. Data from your social media, from your newsletter and your blogs can all tell you what you need to know if you know where to look. Look, it might need some testing and some trial and error. And you're definitely going to need some patience with this because... It's not an overnight fix. What we're talking about here is a long-term strategy, long-term, small, incremental steps to reach your goal. But if you do it and you do this well, it will work. And you'll get to the point where all the content you're creating today, a year down the line, is working for you really hard and you're not having to do anything with it. It's bringing you clients. Your next consideration, consideration number three, when you're creating your content strategy is... How can you improve on what's been done before? So I touched on this a few minutes ago, but repurposing your content 
should be a core part of your content strategy if you've got that content in place. And let's go into this further. Because if you've got plenty of content, do a content audit and decide what of that content can be improved. What can you go back to edit, add to, and generally make better? And doing this should be a step along the path to your goal to making this content strategy. Not only that, but I actually would go further and say this needs to be multiple steps. You need to come back and do this time and time again along your content strategy if this is what works for your business, if this is what leads to your goal. And I'm going to give each of these, these are considerations, okay? If they don't lead to your goal, if creating better, more quality content does not lead to your goal, then don't do it. Do something different. Your content strategy may well actually be put out a few Facebook ads. That works for your business to reach your goal. Go for it. Um, but one of what I want to say here is that everyone is saying something online right now. And there is so much noise. Like, I remember when I launched my product-based business years ago, and I was like, oh my goodness, it's so loud online, how am I ever going to be heard above the noise? And I did, and I made it work. And it felt loud then. It feels overwhelmingly ear to the amplifier loud right, right now. And I don't even think we've reached peak noise online. Um, I think it's just going to get more and more of a crowded marketplace, which means that you need to stand out and do things differently. But it also means that your quality of your content needs to be a priority. The quality you put in needs to be a priority. And creating quality content does not happen instantly. It takes time. It means going back over things repeatedly, adding to them, and then changing them when the marketplace changes or you discover new ideas or you develop new theories and understandings about things go back and change it and I also want to say here that no one starts off with a perfect blog or podcast or video or whatever it is you're doing for the first time your first Instagram post will embarrass you later my first podcast makes me cringe and I'm quite sure this episode in two years time will make me cringe my first blogs make me cringe. Sometimes I'm like, what the hell was I, have I written there? I talk to clients who have so much content that it's coming out their ears and they're like, oh my goodness, I just need to delete what was I first put out there like years ago because one, it doesn't say the right thing anymore and two, oh my goodness, it was embarrassing. Everyone goes through that. Everyone goes through that process and if you can plan in how you are going to improve your content, how you're going to seek that feedback, that critical feedback, and make it better, all the better for it. But also go back and see what earlier stuff you can delete and what you can improve, because you will thank yourself for it. And your next consideration is what you are not going to do. So, your content strategy is all the strategic steps and decisions you need to make to reach your goal. But there are things along the way. I'm going back to my Lord of the Rings map here. You're going to have the orcs and the giants and the people in the way who are trying to kill you and poison you and just generally distract you. These are your new platforms that come out. These are your TikTok videos and your reels and your ideas pins, these are the shiny, pretty stuff that appears. 
it may well be a new course that you absolutely need to do that's going to make all the difference in the world. It's that those are distractions. So understand and make a maybe put it in front of you. I will not. All the things you're not going to do. For example, I don't do Facebook because it just it's not me. I don't want to do it, so I don't do it. Um, online adverts. I don't do Facebook ads. I don't do Google ads. I do them for my clients when it's part of the strategy, but for me, it's not part of my strategy. It may well be at some point in the future, but right now, it's not. So I don't bother myself with them. I don't bother myself with the updates and the changes, unless it's for clients. And Yeah, I just, I don't need to know, and so I don't look, which means I can't get distracted by them. I got distracted by ideas pins for a little while, and I'm like, wow, my reach on this platform is skyrocketing on Pinterest. I'm like getting all this exposure but it wasn't relating into um, into into people coming to my site. And Pinterest does sometimes form a part of my strategy when I'm doing an SEO sprint, but generally it, it's not. It, it, you know, I don't need to pay attention to it because it's not for my business right now. It's not part of the steps I need to take to reach my goals right now. And it can be really hard to pick what you're going to do and to not go, oh, I'll try this, oh, I'll try that and I'll test it and see what happens. Just pick one and stick to it and then wipe the others from your mind if you can. But, you know, this is going to stop you getting distracted. It's going to stop the shiny object syndrome. It's going to stop you feeling overwhelmed and it's going to stop you being taken off that path you have planned out and want to go down. So, I, can't, I want to come now to how you put, you've got you've got all these things in place, you know what you've got, you know what you're doing, you know where you're starting, you know where you're finishing, and you know the steps you've got to take. You've now got to put your brand and your customer into this mix. And this is the difficult bit, because this is a bit that people can often forget. Like, I know where I am, I know where I'm going, I know what steps I have to take. I, 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 I. But there's someone else we need to take along this journey with us, and that's our customer. We need to take our customer with us and wrap them up in a blanket and carry them alongside us because without customers, we don't have a business. And there's so many businesses that say the customer is at the heart of what they do. Well, yeah, of course they are. They have to be. But you're not always... You can say it, but doing it looks very differently. So a good content strategy ties your brand, your customer and your actions all together. If you have a clear content strategy and a clear brand voice and you are doing the thing, giving your customers the things they need to make those buying decisions and you are, you know, making them feel part of a community, you are taking them on the journey with you. And this is much harder than it seems because you are creating a community around your brand you have to create a community around your brand because we're human we're social we need to feel like we're part of something we don't like being on the outside of groups we feel threatened and afraid when we feel inside a group situation when we feel part of a group we feel warm and comforted our needs are met and so we feel ready to trust and to buy so you need to make sure that your content strategy whatever it is whatever decisions you take welcomes your ideal customer in 
not brand. Now, there's ways that you can do this. These are not a limited number of ways. You can do many different things. It's your choice. It's your decision. You know what works best for you. Um, but you need to include this in your content strategy. And it could be newsletters, workshops, conversations, having DMs, um, commenting on things. You know, you, you need to think about the things where you go back and you buy again and again because you feel part of, of that thing that, that you're in. You feel part of it. Um, I sort of covered a very deep, big subject in like two seconds there and I've just, I've not even scratched the surface of it. So I'll probably go into that in a proper podcast episode later but it's a cons- it's a thing you need to do as part of your content strategy so figure out what that looks like for you and make sure that's included in that uh, there's a really good example actually the coffee club who i absolutely love lottie Unwin is on one of my earlier episodes and i'll put the link in the show notes um she her the coffee club that everything they've done is by asking their members what they want what they need and then giving it to them and for every step of the journey she's taken the members on the way she's taken the audience the people who are like circling the drain of membership uh you know are brought along this journey with them and it's absolutely brilliant their marketing what they've done and how they make you feel like you're part of a community and how you get to know all these other people that do amazing jobs within the community there um, so yeah, go and have a look at the Copy Club and see how they are marketing their business because it's really very good. It's incredibly good. Um, so I, I want to go into, I'm just going to sidestep out of that and into launch strategy versus long-term strategy. So your content strategy should be a long-term one because as I've said before, content marketing is not a quick fix. However, I do think you should have a series of launch strategies that form up part of the biggest picture that work slightly differently to your overall plan so they stand out. So you don't necessarily need to be launching a product to have a launch strategy. It's a bit like hitting the warp speed button on your business. Okay, I'm going into sci-fi now from fantasy, but you know, warp speed button on your business. You can spend a week or so pushing towards a certain goal and it could be launching a product and imagine if you put all the effort and enthusiasm you put into a product launch into say building brand awareness or seo or something else and doing that a few times a year um these tiny little set aside launch strategies really push your business forwards and and they'll really push your content strategy forwards launch strategies the short-term ones in and of themselves are not a content strategy they will form part of it but it gives you a push rather than plodding along at the same speed all the time. All right, so you're going to guess that there's a running analogy coming along here. I love running. I'm training at the moment for a half marathon. And so when you train for a race, you do long, slow runs. And you bumble along at the same slow speed. Well, my speed is very slow. You bumble along at the same slow speed. And your runs get longer and longer. And you're training for distance. You're training to get to your end distance goal. And you don't run fast, you run steady. 
But if you want to get faster at running, including at long distance running, you need to specifically speed train. And that involves sprinting. And it hurts and it's horrible and I hate speed training and I try not to do it, which is why I'm so slow. But it tricks your body into going faster over time and it's exhausting. So if you were doing speed training for every single training run, you would burn your body out. You would break it. So you can't do it all the time. You need to do it little and often. Maybe not often, little. You need to do it at strategic times. You need to do it at chosen moments to train your body and this is the same with your content if you've got your end goal and you follow your main long-term content strategy you'll get there you'll get there it'll just take time but if you throw in a few strategic launches or sprints along the way then you will get there faster and you will learn more as you go so I'm going to suggest you sprinkle a few of those into your content strategy, even if you're not constantly launching products. And that's the other thing. If you are constantly launching, you are burning yourself out and you are burning your audience out. So what does a content strategy look like? Well, you can go online and get a free template and have a look at the free templates online about content strategies. Some of them are good. Most of them are rubbish. Um, I wouldn't necessarily do that. Um, it doesn't look like a pretty spreadsheet with dates on it either. Same way you're going to post on each date. That's your content plan, not your content strategy. For me, a content strategy is a few assets pulled together. You might have a mind map or some notes written down or your brand guidelines. You're going to have your list where you start and your endpoints and your steps you need to take your goal. You're going to have things like your user journey and your user experience mapped out in there. And you're going to have key dates that you're going to hit. To me, your, what your content strategy looks like is a document that brings together all the best things about your content and all the decisions you've made. And it lays out all the steps you're going to do and when you're going to do them by and how you're going to achieve the end goal. It's going to show that you've chosen the path to follow. And also, crucially, you're going to note the data that you want to track to show that you're heading in the right direction and you haven't got distracted by those shiny objects that are along the way. Um, I do have a template that I adapt for clients, but you know I, the reason I'm not sharing it is not because I don't want you to have a template, but because I have a template where I add things to and I take things out and I adapt it because everyone's business is different and their content strategy is different because they have different goals, different audiences, different steps, different choices and different decisions. So if you want to do content differently, you need to carve out what works for you. You need to create, you need to trial and error and create really what works for you with this strategy. You might find that having a whiteboard and a pen or a chalkboard works far better than a bunch of online templates. You might find scribbling things down works better. You might find having your list in ClickUp or Trello is far better than anything I've suggested so far. But create a content strategy because having a content strategy will absolutely give you clarity about what you need to do and it's going to stop you feeling overwhelmed. It's going to stop that whole thing of, right, it's a new year, I'm going to create loads of content and you do it for two weeks and then you give up. You're going to avoid shiny object syndrome because you know what you need to do and you know what you don't want to do. And you'll stop listening to advice 
that doesn't necessarily apply to your business. Remember, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. It doesn't mean it's the best thing for your business. Do the things that work for you and work for your business. Ignore everyone else. Oh my goodness, if I can just recommend another, I've done like three podcast episodes now, but there's Jo Melmine, episode number two, is brilliant at this. She's like, you do you. Give the audience what they want. Her advice in there is so solid, especially when it comes to this content strategy. Go listen to episode number two. But overall, and this is the final message I want you to take from this bonus episode, is that a good content strategy a good content strategy should mean that you create less content and make it work harder for you. A good content strategy should do this while leading you to your goal, which is good all around because I think most people create too much content that is just not strategic and not thought out and doesn't have a plan behind it have your content have a plan behind it and I hope you've enjoyed this bonus episode and I will see you on the regular brew time podcast which goes out on Thursday mornings every week or every week that I'm not on holiday or doing something far more exciting um and they are 10 minute episodes that are filled with useful hints and tips to make you do content differently and I interview people who use content to put some good back into the world so I will see you then hope you enjoyed this episode enjoy the blog thank you for listening and reading